We are crotchety old men. And a woman. We are crotchety old men. And a woman. I am crotchety, she is crotchety. We are crotchety old men. And a woman. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 11 of We Are Crotchety Old Men. Old men. And a woman. <laughs> we are here in beautiful, hot, and steamy West Virginia, and we are with uh, our newest guest. We'll be introducing her in a little bit. I uh, wanted to say thank you for everyone who's been listening um, and following us. Um, feel free uh, if you would like to be on the show, like our newest guest. We will. We can be reached out to at we are crotchety old men i know that's long at gmail.com that's we are crotchety old men at gmail.com or you can reach us on twitter uh at at crotchety old men that's a lot easier um feel free reach out to us and we would love to speak with you and have you uh tell us why you're crotchety or angry disturbed <laughs> whatever on a hot day like today it could be anything so with that I wanted to jump right in we had a couple emails this week um a abigail you want to take over and re read one of the emails yeah i mean essentially we have a couple follow-ups <clears throat> Um, Jerome, if you remember, was from Washington, D.C., and was pretty as upset about the name change. Um, so this week in the news, um, turns out there's a group called the Native Americans Guardians Association. They have signed, started and signed a petition to the new owners of the Redskins, and they want to petition that... They go back to the name of Redskins. Not the commanders. Not the commanders. So what does ownership come out and say? They say that this group is fake and toxic. They are talking about a minority group, but and they get away with saying that they're toxic. So Jerome, I don't know what to tell you, other than the world has been turned around and upside down. Not, uh, not very nice. Um, then we have our current uh, PSA that we do every day. Oh, we uh, are having problems with a little technical difficulty. Uh oh, there it is. Sorry, we were able to fix that. So, Mr. N from New York City writes Today I killed uh, five lantern flies. And in one instance, a stranger helped me knock it down and squish it. And they gave each other high fives. Okay, so this is New York City where maybe these lanternflies are bringing together the community. Maybe it's them. They will unite us all. Thank you, lanternflies. And with that, I would like uh, my uh, beautiful partner, Abigail, to introduce our newest, uh, our newest listener and crotchety person. Or, or do you want to be yeah, doing? I think you should. All right, so we have Annette. Annette, welcome to the show. Hello, and thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So you're uh, a little crotchety, from what I hear. Well, unfortunately, there's a lot of things in this world to be crotchety about. I try to find the positives in most things, but it seems like every time you turn around, there's something else that's an unbelievable situation that's a real head scratcher and it's hard to not be crotchety okay so tell us 
give us some examples. How are you feeling right now about uh, like what's going on? What's your your pet peeve, your issue, your irked moment? So most recently, um, I have found that it is now the trend. It's the new norm that, you know, the, the term customer service is dead. That's something that goes around quite often. But literally, um, I'm finding that businesses everywhere, and it doesn't matter whether it's retail, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts, whether it's your general store that you're going into, a convenience store, businesses everywhere are having technology take the place of the human experience, of human support, of human staff. Can you give so, an example? Absolutely. So most recently, um, I went into a Dunkin' Donuts. And, you know, everybody is not tech savvy. Everybody, you know, you've got, I'm 53. You have people that are 60s, 70s, 20. It really doesn't matter. But when you when I went in there, they had literally cordoned off, like with, police tape, if you will, the area to walk up to the counter where the cash register is and the employee would be there with a smile on their face to take your order. What can I get you today that you've come into our, you know, you come into our business and you're asking us to serve you. Right. Had it blocked off, like no entrance here. Okay. And there so were two screens that were almost the size of humans and they have them in McDonald's now. Oh, the little kiosks. The kiosk. Yes. Wow. Yes. But they've literally, in this Dunkin' Donuts, they've blocked you off from even attempting to go up to the counter. There were four employees. There were four employees behind the counter standing around. I walked in and I thought, well, this is odd. And I was like, is this a mistake that I can't walk up there? There were three gentlemen sitting in chairs um, at a little table and they they were kind of laughing because they could see the look on my face. And they had seen probably 10 other people come in and do this kind of quizzical look. They're like, yeah, you have to order on there. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I was in a rush. I've never used the kiosk. It doesn't matter how tech savvy you are. It's more time consuming than if I had walked up and spoken to someone. Right. So absolutely. I mean, so I had to go, oh, we'll go back. Oh, well, where's the cream? I want to add cream. Oh, I only hit three cream. Now I got to go back. And, you know, so did that. Went through. I mean, it must have taken me probably five minutes to get that order right on that screen because then it wasn't user-friendly. And again, I'm not an idiot. I mean, I know how to you know use a computer, but the way it was set up, it wasn't user-friendly. These three gentlemen said that I was like the 10th person to come in there. It's And that it was ridiculous. Everybody was having problems with it. Was there so, a line forming at all? Um, at that one, they had a drive-through too. There was not, but it was an odd time of the day if you will. Um, but they said it, you know, maybe mid morning, it wasn't like early morning and it wasn't quite lunchtime yet, okay. but they said that this had been going, these guys go there and, you know, commiserate all morning. They're like retired men, you know, right. um, that's sitting there. And they said, yeah, it happens all day long and that it's, it's terrible. So you can't just run in and say, Hey, I need two Boston creams and an extra large coffee with almond milk. Absolutely not. That would be out of the question to do that. Okay, that wouldn't be me myself, but because I am, right. I'm even less technology. I would be like trying to figure out how to turn it on. So there was a screen that you had to go to that was not easy to find. And these men who are older than me and didn't look tech savvy, but they had seen it done enough times that thankfully they were able to tell me 
You got to push that little button up in the left-hand corner of the screen to get to this section. It was, it was unbelievable. And again, yeah, it was, I just, it's a absolute head scratcher that this is how the world has come where technology has gotten to the point that you come in and now you are servicing yourself. I mean, literally you're, you have to make sure that you get what you want. And then when you get up there to pay for it, you're putting your card in a machine and you're pushing the buttons. And the only thing they do is literally, and I'm surprised it hasn't changed, but hand you your, your product. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Abigail. Well, one day they'll have you go back in the kitchen and pick it up. And make, or even make it yourself. Yeah. Right. Now I got to admit, now this is a story we've been waiting for, for years now. Remember, you know, uh, the fight for 15, $15 an hour. And what did mm-hmm. we hear? Kiosks mm-hmm. will be replacing the people behind the counter. So it is happening out there. Um, I've seen it myself. What else is uh, any other customer service complaints well, it, right now? Yeah, a perfect example is so at that Dunkin Donuts, you didn't even have the option to go up to the four people that were standing there. You <laughs> nice. had to go put your order in yourself. When you go into a McDonald's, they have these kiosks. They're hoping people will just go over to the kiosk, but you still have the option to go to the counter. Now, okay. there's usually not somebody always standing right there that second, you know, but they, they're kind of looking over and seeing if anybody comes to the counter. But if you do do that, you would think they would greet you with a smile, right? Okay, this person chooses to use personal interaction to place their order. So there was a, at that same place where that Dunkin' Donuts was, that was part of like a big gas station convenience okay. store type yep. place. So this is a nice place. It was, isn't some rundown place. I had gone to buy, um, actually, I think it was a stick of gum and or pack of gum. You, you're one of those. Right. And there is the self-checkout and then there is the cash register. Right. So I go to the cash register and I look over and there's a woman and she's over there just chit-chatting with somebody in, in one of the aisles, a customer, but just like general chit-chat. And I turned and I looked and I'm doing this while they're making my coffee, hopefully, um, over at the Dunkin' Donuts. And she just kind of looked over at me and then turned and continued with her very general, not business related conversation with this person. Then she walks over and she says, you know, you didn't and said it just like this. I could, it was the worst thing she could have said. And she realized that real quick. She said, you know, you didn't have to wait on me. You could have checked yourself out. Oh, wow. And you could have also jumped over there and just taken $900 worth of uh, donuts. I was like, <laughs> at the same time, who is this clown? Right. I mean, I literally looked at her and I said, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that it's an inconvenience for you to come over here? And these three gentlemen that were sitting in the Dunkin' Donuts section, they were cracking up because they already knew that I was not happy. Right. Very said, feisty oh, God, here we go. Boy, they had they had a story to tell for the next week. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I said, are you serious that you're telling me that it was that I I inconvenienced myself by not checking out using the self checkout because I had to wait for you to finish a personal conversation? I said, I'm sorry. This is your job. And this is what you should be doing. And that's ridiculous that you made that statement to me. She didn't know what to say. She's looking at me because, but again, 
This is the mentality because even the workers are conditioned to say, let people use those. It's, right. it's it's less for us or you could, I mean, it's not like she was doing something to help the cause of the business. She's just over there chit-chatting with someone. Um, and, and just another quick one along those lines. So my son, he was at a CVS and this is again, another one. They have the cash registers. They don't keep people directly behind the cash registers anymore. Then they have the self-checkout. Right. Well, he didn't want to do the self-checkout. So he went over and the woman comes to him with an attitude because he's looking around like, okay, and this is everywhere. This is at the dollar general. This is, it's disgusting. The woman comes around like, oh, you didn't want to, with an attitude. Oh, you didn't want to use the self-checkout, huh? I mean, they're, they're literally being as though they are um, offended, right? They're offended that they have to do something because you didn't want to use the technology that was available. And well, you did the work yourself. Yeah, I mean, and literally, they don't understand that they will be replaced one day, and they will be out of jobs. They're that ignorant. Exactly. They should. They should be showing more their worth. But right. again, it, this it starts at the top, though. This is the this is the culture. This is it's all about money. This is the, like I said, the human experience is dying. We don't talk to people anymore. It's get the money as quick as you can, get them the product. If it's more difficult for them to get the product, who cares? In the end, they're still going to come back and get that Dunkin' Donuts, most of them, right? They're still going to come into CVS. They're still going to come into these places. It's, It's really, it's terrible and it's very frustrating and it makes me very, very grumpy. And we're not even going to go into the grocery store. situation right where you are going and getting your groceries and then checking yourself out come on right question now sort of on the same topic we mentioned it in a previous episode and sounds like do you ever get it where they ask you like you're all done you have to pay and they ask you for like a tip or donation or anything like that here we go right absolutely so even when we're doing all of these things and you know cash is almost dead which i guess is the goal of the global world administration here yep. you put you got to check yourself out they don't even take your credit card i've made the mistake of forgetting and accidentally handing the credit card to the person you would have thought that i was handing them the bubonic plague okay <laughs> they literally jerk their hands back and they're like um you can put it in there you know nice. like oh god forbid that you actually t- it's again so i put it in and then it says there's it's 15 questions time. Do you want to give to, you know, help little Jimmy with the new pair of legs? Do you want to um, get a car wash? Do you want to sign up for this subscription? You know, there's all of them are different, but they all ask questions and you're sitting there and you're like, I just want to buy a soda. That's all I want to do. I I don't, you know, I don't want to go through this, but yes. And then, you know, do you want to give to this cause or do you want to give to that cause? And it's just like, you know, I am a grown adult. I understand that there's needs out there and that there are causes and I'm capable of seeking them out. I don't want to be bothered when I'm buying a 12 ounce Coke. Yeah, I just um, just yesterday uh, went to the uh, Abigail and I went to the uh, Maryland football game and Maryland did win. Uh, 38 to six. Just want to point that out for our uh, Maryland listeners. Um, And. I actually brought cash to the game. 
thinking I need a cash because I have to pay cash to park. And I, I go and I want uh, to buy us uh, some food and it was card only. Mm. I did not know what to do. Then as I'm there with the card only, I put it in. I couldn't read it because there was a glare because it was so sunny out. There was a glare. It was asking me, how much of a tip do you want to give? And yep. it didn't even say zero. You couldn't find one that said zero. Mm. It was like it was like 10%, 20%, 30% other. Yep. So I don't even, and I hit a button. I don't know what I hit. Then I hit other. I couldn't read it. I didn't have my glasses because I'm an old man. And I didn't have, I, I couldn't see it. And then I, I, I just hit, I hit it again. I walked away and I, I was, I felt, I, I don't know. I felt and, a little small. And in, that, in that situation, uh, concession stand, they literally just turn around, grab the hot dog and hand yep. it back to you. Yep. But yet they're, they're basically getting themselves a mandatory tip. And right. it, it puts the consumer in this, you know, most people in this uncomfortable position and on the spot where they feel like, oh, it's asking me, even though it's a machine asking you, you're standing there with this person who's clearly going to see if you give a tip or not, right? Even though right. they don't deserve it. Well, I go ahead and hit no tip. I have no problem. Look them in the eye when I do it, actually. And either way, I'm walking away with that beer and I'll, <laughs> and I'll tell you. And here's an, going to concerts. So I love to go to concerts. And like you said, going to Maryland and yeah, go Terps. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we go to these special events, they got us, right? Like, yep. unless you're throwing in some Jim Beam, you know, in your pants or whatever, you know, you're you're buying $15 beers, $12 beers, whatever it is, the food, it's ridiculous. So going to concerts, I'll give you an example. And I thought that the system that they had was great because we know that the lines can get astronomically long. It's worse than the women's bathroom to get a beer. And that's bad. We're Wouldn't in know about line that. and they have, they have set it up where now at some concerts I've been to, they have coolers, like the kind that you find at 7-Eleven, right? The sliding glass cooler, yep. pull out your drink. But I mean, this thing is, a, it almost seems like it's a 10th of a mile long. And so you get in line. So it runs pretty smooth. You go in the line as you go down the line and they have security and they have it roped off. You open up and you can, there's a two beer maximum. You get your beer. You pick your own beer out. So you're not, so they aren't even having to turn around. I mean, I guess somebody had to stock it, God forbid, and keep it stocked. But that's what I'm saying. It's almost like it's a privilege at this point, you know, that they do their job. So I pick up my beers, keep on going down the line. You get up to where the only thing they do is they punch in two beers, $80 or whatever it was. You know, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. That's good beer. Right. And then it ain't but light. Um, but light. But anyway, so then you put, they turn, there's a machine. They, you know, put the card in the machine and then it says tip. Yep. Tip. I'm like, you didn't even get my beer. You didn't wait in line for my beer. You didn't get my beer. You're just here to tell me to stick this piece of plastic in here to pay you $80 for two beers. And I'm supposed to tip you for this. Yes, you I are. Mean, you know, and again, this is the worker. I understand that they're not, you know, the company, but it's it's the principle of it all. I'm going to tell you right now, and I have and I have taught my children. Um, you absolutely do not give tips for anything other than what is the traditional when somebody's cutting your hair. True services. They they think I had a 
tip you because I saw your face today. I mean, like, that's what it comes down to. Tip me because I exist. Maybe they're um, tipping, maybe they want a tip for not wearing a mask. May, hey, maybe that's it because they're risking their lives. That's they right. Are. And so we should tip this person to help cover their medical costs. They are I humans. mean, it's it's unreal. So unless it is a rest, a full service restaurant, I'm not talking. I go in, we we order from Chinese from this place up the road. It's they're fabulous people, but they purchase it. I drive to them to pick it up. I get out of my car. I walk into the establishment. Somebody threw the, you know, chicken chow mein in a box and wrapped it up for me and threw a staple in it to hold it together and rung me up. I don't consider that a service that I'm going to tip you for. Right. But of course, they're always tip. They're like, no. And I have no problem doing it. Like, I actually push a little hard on it when I say no, like to send a statement that this is ridiculous, that somebody would expect me to give 15% on a $80 worth of beer because that I picked out. So unless it's the haircut, unless it's the, um, you know, the tradition, like I said, the traditional full, full service restaurant with a server, I'm not tipping, period. But they just make it so easy and make people uncomfortable enough to feel, okay, I'll give well, them And, you know, sometimes they fool you and you end up doing double tipping. Yep. Has that ever happened to you? It sure has. And uh, so the time that I was at your house, Abigail, and we had turned around and ordered from Outback. Now, I am not somebody who does Uber or Uber Eats or whatever the other ones are called. It's just never been something I've done. I mean, I'll order from Domino's, but we had ordered. You would, you had the account, but I paid for it. I was treating. And so we ordered some Outback and in the, I guess, on the front end of the order, it stated, hey, there's 15% tip. I don't remember if it was 10 or 15%, but there was a tip that was automatically added in just because you're using our service. Okay. We're so gonna gratuity make for using service. Okay. Right. So fine. But it was it was in there. I don't know that I read it. And again, you, you got to read what you read. But then they shouldn't do this, but they do because they, and again, they know that people are not, most people are not double tipping. Right. When the guy got there, he hands me the receipt, you know, that says, and a tip, like add a tip. Well, dummy me, I added a tip, not mm -hmm. thinking that I had already given him a tip. So he got out of there quick. And I said, yeah, he, in <clears throat> excuse me, in hindsight, I said he wanted to get out quick because he realized, oh, I just got a $25 tip off this lady. Well, after he handed us the food and the receipt and I walked back in, I looked and that's where I saw on the written out receipt, I had already tipped him when I made the order, which wasn't obvious when I made the order. So it's kind of one of those hidden things. Right. So it, it was dirty. It was underhand. It was sketchy. That's all there was to it. And again, it's, what, come on, you work here, you get paid an hourly rate, tipping on something like that. Sure. Again, that's traditional. The Domino's guy, right? I'm tipping him or her. Of course. Is there anyone that you tip more than anyone else? I, I just thought like, okay, as a guy, I don't know if there are ladies, but when you go to like a more fancy place, like a hotel, not a hotel, but like a restaurant or a club, and they have the guy in the bathroom. 
that guy, I don't care. He hands me a, a paper towel and like there's like colognes and breath mints and everything else out there. I'm giving that guy five bucks at least. Like, what a miserable job. You have to stand in the bathroom. Is, is there first, is there someone who does that in the ladies' rooms at all? Very rarely, but I have seen it. Uh, okay. It, it, um, Annette, is there anyone that you would give extra tip to just because of the job itself? No. And I'll tell you the example you just gave. And again, each to their own. I never, ever, ever ever tip the person cleaning the bathroom. Because again, I feel like I'm in an establishment and they should be cleaning it. I mean, it should be clean. That should just be, the staff should be going in again, part of I'm coming to your establishment. I should not have to worry about catching hepatitis C in the bathroom, right? (laughs) I, I shouldn't look and say, oh, thank God they're cleaning this bathroom, right? Don't get me wrong. It's fabulous and wonderful. But where I, so no, in, in that sense that you're speaking of, I don't mm-hmm. say, yes, I'm going to tip this person more. I, I tip based on service because again, this is what it's about. When I was, when I'm sitting at a restaurant and there's somebody who's coming up, who's friendly, who's kind, you know, who's helpful, who's informative, who's, you know, going, I don't even want to say above and beyond. Cause that's just it. The society thinks if you smile, that's above and beyond anymore. Right. I, always appreciate um that kind of service and i will i happily i'll give somebody a 20 25 tip absolutely i wouldn't even think twice about it because again if you make my experience that enjoyable because of your personality and in serving me then then i have no problem tipping but that's that's pretty much it and i also am someone who because good customer service where it used to be the rule, it's now, ex- it's the exception and right. it's terrible, right? right? That's what we're, so anytime I get good customer service, which should be standard, it shouldn't be anything that I'm falling over trying to, you know, praise someone for. Well, but when I get it, I always, oh, to the point that my kids are like, oh, geez, here we go again. Well, <laughs> I, say, I, I go and I seek out the manager. We will stay an extra 10 minutes until I can talk to somebody to say, I want to let you know that Betty or John or whoever, they were fabulous. Put a feather in their cap. They, they are who you want representing your restaurant, your organization, your business. Again, I don't care if it's somebody at Best Buy. If they're super awesome and helpful and not an attitude and do, you know, basically represent the company well, I make sure that they get kudos for it. You know, based on what you're talking about, I would have to suspect that you get quite upset when you try to call customer service for some, you know, some reason. Um, I know it can be difficult just to find a phone number. Um, Have you experienced a lot of problems with, you know, reaching out to a company to try to get some answers? All the time. I can't imagine any time in the past, uh, I'd say five years, that it's been simple. Because first of all, a lot of these organizations or companies anymore, there's no customer service number. It's go to the website or you email. What are you talking about? Or, or I gotta, chat. They ask you to chat. chat. Oh yeah, the chat where you get the yeah. guy from. I'm not going with the Are you kidding me? I mean, oh, like, no, I want to speak to a human being who can answer me in real time. I want them to hear the inflection in my voice. I want them, I want to hear the inflection in their voice. Again, 
God forbid humans actually interact to provide good customer service, the customer and the company. It's 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 sick how 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 skewed we've gotten. So I have gone on, made a simple whenever you could find. Okay, again, a lot of them. It's you got to email. It's so frustrating. It's um it's hopeless. So there's been times that I have had an 800 number. I get on, and you have to listen and you have to answer 25. You know, listen to this menu. Are you looking for A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, you know, press one, press two, press three. You have to listen to this. And it seems like it could take a minute to listen to the first menu. And then you're scared to death. If I push the wrong button, then I'm going to get, oh, well, then you have to call this other number, you know, and anything you do wrong could set you back 10 minutes. So then you go through all of the numbers. And the worst is when you get to the last one, and and this happened the other day, I was literally on the phone for, I'd say eight to 10 minutes, listening to the menus to make sure that I push the right button and nobody has time to do this. How about we make a phone call and they have enough people that answer and you just say, this is who I need. How about I take five seconds to tell you what my problem is and you, you put me through to the department instead of me having to go through 15 layers of menus to figure out which person I need. And I I might not even know who I need. How about you provide the customer service that's able to help guide me and tell me, oh, this is your problem? Okay, gotcha. This is who you need. And you push me through. That's one button, right? Right. And it also gets bad. I'm sorry. Also, when you like finally get through, you've entered like your account information, you're all excited. And then the rep finally jumps on and you got to give it to them again. Oh, thank you. Are you kidding me? And I've said that to them. I said, you should have this information for security purposes. I said, you know what? For sanity purposes, how about you not ask me these questions again? I was like, because that was the whole thing. I just spent five to 10 minutes to get to you. And you're acting like I'm the second guy in line at 7-Eleven that you don't have no idea how, you know, I got through. It's it's unreal. Well, you know. A trick I learned, you know, especially calling the, the gas company. They are notorious for being on hold. Well, I learned really quickly that when they say press one for English and then press two for Spanish, I pressed two once and the person answered immediately. And of course surprise, they, surprise. they greeted me um in their, their language and I just said, um, I, I I do speak English and I need your help, but I got a person right off the bat. Sure. Uh, and they spoke to you in Spanish? They started to, but okay, then they knew I, I was not going, you know, I didn't understand them, but they got to understand me. I, mm-hmm. I also don't like when you get into like, a, it's definitely an overseas call center. And of course they all have American names. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hello, this is Robert. <laughs> you know, like, yep. <laughs> like they have Robert. <laughs> you're like, oh boy. I mean, I, like Amazon, they're notorious, like, like for their customer service. Like, I had one guy who I ordered something, it didn't show up in time, and I said, yeah, I need to cancel my order, and he's like, but it's on its way still. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's on its way. That doesn't help me. I needed it today. He would not want to cancel my order. Then transferred me to the manufacturer, and I'm sitting there going. Dude, I needed it today. Why are you transferring? Then they transfer. 
you know, uh, that was almost an F Amazon moment right there for me. <laughs> um, because customer is service is dead. That's right. what I mean. It, it's awful. Anyway, well, uh, Annette, thank you so much for joining us. And you're more than welcome to be on any time. Um, so uh, with that, we are crotchety old men. And a woman. We are crotchety old men. And a woman. I am crotchety. She is crotchety. We are crotchety old men. Thanks, everyone. And a woman. Don't forget that part. I can't. <laughs>